0: Welcome everyone to Ascend and Transcend today. I'm super pumped to have Deborah Young Astrologer extraordinaire and new author on the show today. We're going to get all up in it with her to understand energy flow, how astrology can help us in our careers and our personal lives, and how she was able to tap into these amazing gifts. And Deborah has been somebody that has been in my life for probably the last six years, sometimes more than others. But I feel like she's just been an incredible steward along this energy and this journey for me. So I'm really happy to have you on the show today, Deborah. Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. And Deborah has been an intuitive astrologer for the last 25 years. And what that means is that she really guides people from around the world through these different life transitions, right? These different kind of like points Throughout this physical manifestation, and she helps them see the dignity and purpose in their life past. So she's in super high demand for personal sessions and workshops, but she does do them. So feel free if you connect with any part of what we're talking about today, I will be sure to leave her information in the tag so that you can book a session. So, Deborah, the first thing I wanted to ask you was did you feel like you always had these intuitive gifts of being able to understand energy, to be able to understand that there is a greater good, there is a universal force that is guiding us throughout these physical manifestations?
1: I grew up in an environment where it was seen as absolutely normal. So there was never any, you know, like a lot of people have to go through sometimes a really uncomfortable transition uh, where there's that knowing part of them, but they're not in an environment that supports that or normalizes that. That was not my experience. Um, You know you would wake up in the morning and your dreams would be kind of analyzed and you know you saw spirits and my grandmother was was wasn't intuitive and I would hide underneath the table when she'd be you know kind of giving sessions you know and and she was a little bit fatalistic and at one point in my childhood somebody gave me an astrology magazine I was like eight years old, voracious reader, kept skipping grades in school because I just knew the answers, right? Um, Wow. And from there on in, I somehow intuitively knew what like a sextile was, which is a astrological geometric, you know, pattern between two planets. And so, you know, I would go in there and pop out and go in and pop out. And then at one point where I was like deep, deep into studies, somebody said to me, you're going to have to make a choice because I was very successful in my career um, in banking, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, micro, macro economics. Loved it. Um, and as soon as he said, you, you know, you, you're going to have to make a decision because I was in both camps. And he said, I thought to myself, you're right, I do. And I'm very sure he thought I was going to go down the economic path. Um, So I think it was a big surprise that I know I'm, I'm, you know, so to own that, you know, there was something very sacred to me about the idea of calling myself an astrologer. Mm -hmm. And it was like, ooh, can I can I own this 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 title? You know, because there's a lineage there that goes back for, you know, since we had sky, there's a lineage. And, you know, some of my astrological ancestors, you know, what they accomplished in the second century in the, you know, 14, 15th century was just beyond. So it was just a com- combination of a number of things. And, you know, intuitively, it's something I've always been comfortable with. It's certainly grown over the years. Um, and there's oftentimes some things I'll see astrologically that are an, an astrology thing, not an intuitive thing. People think it's an intuitive thing. So astrology tells you so much. You know, people yeah. often, you know, really don't understand or, or can grasp the concept of how the vast astrology is and what it can really tell you, you know, because our birth chart, our sacred map, you know, the exact month date, year time and where you were born, it sets up this, these series of energies that I feel, you know, that we've kind of co-created that we've chosen. Okay. This lifetime I have to unlearn this, have to learn this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's part of our soul's evolutionary journey. So it's a very precise you know, kind of spiritually elegant designed uh, chart that that is ours. It's not separate from us. these are energies that are embedded. And with with our birth chart, even though you're important, the planets keep moving, right? Um, They didn't totally stop when you're born. Um, And so they'll trigger, say, this opening, this learning, this, you know, gentle opportunity, um, and sometimes some really rough transformative periods that are also incredibly important to our growth moving forward.
0: Yeah. You said a couple of things that I would love to hit on. Number one, if you don't know the time and place you were born in the city, call your mom, text her, find out. Somebody knows if anything. I love just like actually looking at the birth certificate to really get specific and find out, but you should know that. And there's a plethora of information on the internet as well. If you just have that information and you go in, you can, You know, I always like to go to a professional, but you know, if you can't get in to see Deborah or another astrologer, it's really good, I think, for you to just kind of understand month to month, what may be coming up for you. And sometimes it'll be like further out, right, Deborah, like, right. in the next year or two, you're going to be in a creative zone.
1: Absolutely. And we can prepare for bumpy roads. And we can prepare for, oh, there's this grand, you know, opportunity. But you know, there, there is an amazing amount of information online. And you know it's invaluable, and the field of astrology has been attracting some really amazing people. But it's always important to know what you don't know, and people will think, "Oh, I know my moon is blah blah blah," and it's this, and okay, do you know that it does this and this and this and this and this? And, this? and that takes a professional astrologer. You yeah. can't really get that information online. So as much as online has, you know, amazing information, that I wish I had when I was eight years old. Right. Um, you know, or ten years old, or twenty years old. Um, right. It's something that it, it is important to like. Okay, I know there's a lot more, you know, yeah. because I don't know that my solar arc moon is doing this or or that, you know. So it's it's quite. Yeah.
0: For sure. I mean, definitely a professional is the way to go. But you introduced me to the term Mercury retrograde. I didn't even know what that was. Actually, I was working for a company and it was really interesting because we would sign contracts with accounts or vendors depending on, you know, the astrology reading that you would give. I mean, so that's really interesting that a lot of CEOs and corporations work with Deborah to really understand what is the best timing to do certain things. But can you take us through a little bit about what Mercury Retrograde is? Because even that basic level of understanding, if you're just having a shit week, you know what I mean? Or your tech is down all the time or this or that. I took great comfort in this knowing or this just kind of enlightenment of, okay, well, it's mercury retrograde. Now, I think you don't want to use that to then have that be your excuse for everything that month that, you know, might go bad. But can you take us through just a little bit about what that is and how it kind of potentially affects
1: everybody on a larger scale? Well, the mercury retrograde, you know, you're right, some people will all oh, my cat ran, ran away, it must be mercury retrograde. <laughs> no, mercury has to do with the realm of communication, which in, you know, in this particular age, communication is like, Everything, right, everything. And, you know, there is a a value to Mercury retrograde, you know, any retrograde in the, the outer planets go retrograde every year. And Mercury goes retrograde three times a year for about three weeks, each, each, each cycle, the next one is near the end of September. And it's, um, it's a time for us to rethink, you know, it's a time for us to kind of slow our minds down. And especially this particular Mercury retrograde that we're just coming out of today, about five minutes ago. Um, it's something that um it's a very speedy, buzzy, distracted, scattered mind, you know, kind of energy. And so it's been helpful to, okay, I'll rethink. It's often time reread. Um, I've reread series of books on the Mercury retrograde. Um, so I'll go back and relearn. It's all about the re in the retrograde. Wow. Um, okay, and okay. so trying to move something forward, um, it's not that we can't, but there's going to be some glitch, you know, there's going to be and pretty every day I've seen the but I've been pretty relaxed about it this time. Sometimes it's just like, Oh, you know, right. um, but I've been pretty relaxed about it. So it is a time to if you have to sign some contract, you know, triple check, triple check, triple check, Know there's probably going to be some glitch and relax about it.
0: Yeah, I love that. But I think just Even that little bit of openness to what's going on planetarily, what's going on in the energy field can make you feel, I mean, probably falsely, but a little bit more in control. If you feel like you understand something, maybe you will be less frantic or this or that and I know a reading the last time we spoke you told me there were going to be certain years that were going to be incredibly creative for me and yeah. I love that I felt like that was really empowering and kind of nudged me along to write the book you know what I mean or do this right. because you said there's a finite amount of time so I think that that's what's really interesting but I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about how astrology and intuitiveness can be applied to people's professional lives or their careers and If you feel like it's a really good idea for entrepreneurs, especially to work with an astrologer, to kind of understand certain timeframes that will be better to maybe launch a product, ask for that raise, things like that. Because I think people separate them, you know, this is astrology and then here's my professional life.
1: Right. Um, It can play such an important role. You know, first of all, we always go back, back to the birth chart, your natal chart, and you know we look at the house of career what are your career needs what are your baseline needs um you know what are your money needs uh, what are your money values um do you see money as a way of having more options freedom or do you want to accumulate and amass um you know do you have some leadership skills um, you know, I, I mentioned before we we came on that I did something that just played into a pattern I have in my chart where I purpose I don't purposely do this, but I make things harder than they need to be. So how mm-hmm. is that going to play in my career? Right? Uh, right. I could work harder, harder, harder. Um, and 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 what what values do I place in terms of again financial rewards? Um, you know. So it, it and what is your stamina? What is your risk level? All of that will show that all of that will be reflected in your birth chart. And you know the, the, it'll certainly show times of plenty. You know times where okay now is the time to take a risk. You know go for it, run for it, uh, and other times stay the course. So those timing events, you know, we we interplay, we interface those with your natal chart. But first of all, it's always always important to check in with the natal chart because that tells the story in terms of you know do you really want security? Then maybe. You know that kind of risk is not for you you know it's it's you need to feel a sense of pride with what you're doing does it need to align with your integrity some do if i open up a a shoe store that doesn't have to align with my integrity necessarily so i'd be doing work that helps me grow my sense of integrity my sense of ethics which wouldn't necessarily be a shoe store
0: so i would love to ask you this piece too about this intuitiveness versus what's kind of, I don't want to say predestined, but what is supported by your birth chart or your natal chart. So do you feel like kind of leaning into these nudges or these insights are as equally important as consulting with an astrologer to kind of understand what's going on in your energy?
1: And thank you. You do bring up a good point. Um, I believe everyone is intuitive and I believe if you're working with astrology, you're working with certain energies that your intuition is naturally going to grow. You know, I am an intuitive astrologer. Um, some of wouldn't say that they were, but they are, because they're working with certain energies. So I see it as all coming together. It's kind of left brain, right brain. And it's, um, you know, when I was first um, practicing astrology, I'd almost like have to turn over the birth chart to access my intuition. And now it just dances together. Uh, oh, one, so one, one informs the other, you know, the okay. certain astrology pattern will inform my intuition and my intuition will inform the astrology. So there, there's a synthesis there. Okay. How do you yeah. feel about tarot? I don't Love think tarot. I've ever asked you about tarot. <laughs> Love tarot. I do tarot. I do lunic stones. I'm a numerologist. I'm, I'm a hypnotherapist. I do past life aggressions. Um, and wow. it's, um, But to me, nothing speaks, um, there's no greater tool for self-awareness than astrology. I love tarot, see its value, see its importance, but nothing, to me, you know, nothing can beat astrology because everything is in the birth chart. So what if, though,
0: you were a C-section kid, like I was, because my sister was a C-section baby. Do you feel like that has anything to do with it? Like, I feel like more and more now women are able to schedule their births via section really like down to almost within 15 minutes. So do you feel like that influences anything in the birth chart? So
1: I, I believe that, you know, before you're born, you know, there's probably quite uh, a number of very complicated meetings going on, you know, like, okay, I need to have Mars and Sagittarius and needs to sextile this or do this. Um, so the time of birth, I feel is kind of pre destined in a way that no matter how you arrive, this is when you arrive, this is when you draw first breath, sacred breath. And so that I feel is a soul chosen thing, whether, you know, some people like, Oh, I was three weeks early, you know, should I have had this other birthday? No, 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 you're born exactly when you're to be born exactly to the minute.
0: I love that. Well, and you kind of touched on something that I would love to get into as well, which is supported with your new novel, Gabriel's Great perhaps, which is awesome. I just got it. I've dug in and it's one of these really great. I like to have really intentional books on my nightstand that I read before bed. This is a great one. I also love Destiny of Souls, Journey of Souls are two other really great books, but I love this idea of exploring these other realms, right? And what are we here to accomplish in our life? So I feel like it really plays into your book, but if you could tell us your thoughts on you know, before we manifest physically, what you see that process like, right? If you are meeting with a group of spirit cohorts and you're kind of deciding what are gonna be some major touch points within your life, I would love to get your opinion on what you think happens before well, we come.
1: Well, in, in, in this uh, book, Gabriel's Great Perhaps, um, you know, the name uh, came from, I, you know, I'm asked to do titles for books and CDs and films, um, and then I do the numerology on them. I happen to be good at titles, but of course my own book not so much. Um, and then I was just re- I was reading up on this 14th century monk, and he was a monk, an astrologer, philosopher, and physician. And every physician back in the Middle Ages had to be a doctor; um, that was required. And and it was he wasn't quite he didn't quite buy into the afterlife thing. He wasn't quite sure. And as he was dying, he said, um, "And now I go into the great perhaps." Um, this great perhaps this realm. And I spend time in other realms with guiding people through past life regressions. And there's always this time where you're in between lives and doing an assessment of what you've, you know, experienced and, you know, what does the next life, what do you do the next life, the next time around? And so I feel like I know certain realms. And when this book came to me, it was really a cosmic download. I wasn't looking to write a novel, it wasn't anything in my mind. And too, when it came to me, I thought, "You have to be kidding! I am too <laughs> busy. Uh, go away!" Right? Um, and these characters keep coming and kept coming, kept coming, and um, then I had to create this realm. And of course, I created a realm that I would like to go to. It has the, you know, a library where every book, every written, every book that has not been written or not completed is in this library, and it goes on. And these characters came you know, really um, in dreams, and I kept bumping into them. Um, And, you know, they they came from different paths on different um, religious, spiritual paths, and different cultures. And they came together with the usual biases that we have when we don't know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, another, another culture, another race. And, um, you know, so it speaks about unity and diversity. um, And they're very polarized. And when I wrote this, I began this journey about six years ago. And, you know, things felt very divisive then. Um, and when I finished it, somebody said, you know, like, it, you know, it, everything is so polarized right now. Yeah. And this right. book, it speaks to what would be, you know, a big enough mission for people to unite. What would well, it I feel do? like we're on
0: it. I mean, we're going to see. We, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so timely. Yeah. If this was six years ago, yeah. and then you were, you were and on to part, something.
1: And that was part of my Aquarius brain, right? That yes you know, tuning into what would be ahead. Yeah, and certainly the polarization has never been, I don't think so deep in the whole world. Right. Um, and this speaks about the value of what would it take for people to unite. So, so what
0: do you think that that realm looks like? And, and when you so beautifully describe it in the book, is that pulling from insights that you've maybe gotten doing past life regression with clients
1: on uh, what this mm-hmm. big
0: library kind of place looks like?
1: No, and no, it it actually wasn't. Um, And I fell into it. I Mm. kind of surrendered to it. Like, what is, what does this realm look like? Because there's many different realms in the afterlife. And what does this realm look like? And I, you know, there's parts of the book that I was writing the book. The best parts were when the book was writing me. And I felt like a scribe just taking notes. And yeah, what else, what else? And sometimes they would go quiet and it's like, come on. Right, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So I I really, um, it it was beyond, it wasn't imagination per se, it was listening and taking notes of what this particular realm looked like. And so it was, yeah, there's there's comedy and drama in the book too. I love it. So
0: do you believe that everybody that we have a significant relationship in this life
1: is somebody Mm -hmm. that was with us pre-manifestation? No question. Now, they could have been, you know, love is like a prism. And, you know, my partner now, uh, maybe he was a brother another lifetime, or, you know, he comes across like a mother. So I like that. Um, yeah. You know, so we, the the energy of love is so powerful, if nothing can destroy love. And so if you loved another lifetime, a, a person, they're going to come back in some relationship. And to understand the fullness um, of love, Then, oftentimes, they have to come back in a different kind of relationship. Because um, mm-hmm. the love we have for a child is different than the love we have for a parent or a spouse or a good friend or whatever. Right. Well, my
0: yeah. six year old, you told me, is my mother from a past life. So it's interesting because whenever she throws a tantrum, I'm like, okay, mom, <laughs> you're you're getting me back for something I did. I don't know what it is. But it is really interesting. And I feel like the more you kind of dive in, now there's some really great TikToks too with near death experiences where people talk about this and and exactly what you said, you know, this kind of like library. And then seeing this one woman talks about seeing her her dad. And he says, he's looking through this big book and he says, Oh, this life was my favorite. And it was when they were married, you know, and, and so it's, it's really interesting. So I think that that's a great perspective to have, though, because Maybe if it's somebody that you had a friendship with that kind of went sour, or maybe it was a romantic relationship, we can get caught up in really having this resentment for this person or this or that, or people who've experienced divorce. Sometimes it can be like, well, you didn't live up to your end of the bargain. Well, maybe they did. I mean, maybe that was the agreement, right? And so if we can just tell ourselves, well, you know, we all decided we were going to come down here and play these different roles. In this life, it, maybe it can bring you some comfort and
1: some forgiveness. Absolutely. And acceptance. Um, I'm more on the acceptance than forgiveness. Forgiveness is wonderful. But oftentimes, I'll see people who think they're forgiven when they haven't really fully accepted the situation. Mm. And you have to really accept. And that, takes, that can take a lot. Um, you know, I've seen some people where, say, a man and wife, um, you know, that they get together and their, their purpose was to have children end of story,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: they have to go separate ways, you know, that that was their, you know, kind of signed on agreement. Yeah. Um, and some of our most difficult relationships are often, you know, left over karma from another lifetime. And, you know, anybody that I've had some challenging, a challenging connection with, I, I really work hard because I don't want another, <laughs> you know, when I'm coming back, <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe we can be neighbors, you can be down the street
0: um, you know, I'm going to remember that when I think of family members that we have yeah. wildly different points of view on certain things that I need to just accept and love them and then move past it. Um, well, so I wanted to ask you something else about this whole idea of and, and you've lived this life, I've kind of lived this life where you had corporate success. And then we start leaning into this other, you know, kind of like spiritual, creative, intuitive aspect of ourselves. And it feels like they can't be, you know, going on at the exact same time. They, they can't have the symbiosity. And I wonder about that because I talk to a lot of people who come to me and they want career coaching, right? And then I start to get all spiritual on them. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're doing all of this wonderful um, internal work. But I feel like there, do you feel like there still is kind of like, um, I don't want to say like a stereotype or some misconception about being spiritual and then also being incredibly
1: professionally driven. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't personally encounter that because, you know, that they're coming to me for, you know, but I, I see everybody really, um, science people, corporate people, you know, everybody, but, um, but I, I do see that where they do see some separation and, Moving forward, we're in this one energy that hasn't been around in 164 years. We're in some really rare times astrologically, um, and it's we can no longer afford to sever or keep our spiritual life separate from anything. You know, anything. Totally agree. And it's something that that this really super strong energy is around for another six years, Um, and so there's no no more separation. You know, if I'm a leader, say I'm the president um, You know, leaders moving forward, they have to co-lead or lead as servers. Um, you know, there's no longer rule, uh, right? Which everyone has been still, you know, working from or operating from that platform of ruling. It's like, no, uh, we don't want a ruler. We want a leader who will serve, a leader who will co-create. Um, And that's where we're heading, whether anyone wants, you know, that, that's, that is where we're heading. And that requires, um, you know, a connection to your own spiritual path, whatever that is, Um, you know, and that has to inform everything moving forward. And it it will, we're moving in that direction. It's just a bumpy ride right now.
0: Well, and I think the more people talk about it. Um, the more accepted, I guess, if you want to, you know, label it that way, it will be. Um, Like I had said, you know, my introduction to you was from a CEO of a successful company. And so I wonder how many of the people who come to you for workshops and readings are entrepreneurs or high level, um,
1: you know, corporate achievers. I'd say probably at least 50%, maybe more, you know, I would say at least that. And That's what I try
0: to tell people. I'm yeah. like you're missing out. All the, you know, yeah. even with coaching, I think people sometimes can think, oh, you know, I'll do it on my own or I'll figure it out. And I'm like, all oh, these really high achievers have teams of people right. and astrologers are a huge piece of that. A lot of my, you know, 7 and 8 figure clients, they work with astrologers.
1: I mean, this oh, okay. is something was it JP J. Morgan who said millionaires don't use astrologers? Billionaires, Billionaires do. do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: So I think that we all need to come out of the astrological closet and start talking about this. And that's the point of this podcast is that, you know, everybody who's really achieving these incredible things or manifesting these opportunities. um, They're using all of these different tools in the toolbox. They're not just, you know, grinding or hustling. That is really the way of the past. You should really be able to work with somebody and find when good timing is and when you're going to be inspired and when to relax.
1: And, and also again, you know, cooperating, dancing with your natal chart, you know, like what are your career aspirations? Like what are your, some of your non-negotiables and negotiables? Like what, what does that look like in your own natal chart? A lot of people don't know. Um, yeah. and it's, um, you know, it's in, we're still, you know, we're somewhat operating from the pop astrology, um, you know, platform that your son signed this and your son signed that and it's Mercury retrograde and your cat ran away. Um, right unless the cat has your ipad attached or your phone (laughs) that's not a thing Um, but it's something that um yeah i'll notice certain television shows i won't name them but they're international shows that i without at first is that my is that me imagining this or projecting and without they're definitely using astrology like for sure the use in astrology. Um,
0: oh my Gosh, well, yeah. I need to immediately you have to let me come to the front of the line to book a session, because I need to tell you my book title, all this. I need to get all the goods Deborah. But I was going to ask you too. do you feel like at some point, we're going to see a future where astrologers are on staff for some of these big corporations. I know coaches are now we're just now starting to be coaches yeah. in residence, but I feel like astrologers should be
1: on board yeah. as well. Yes, there, there, there will be and um I would credit certain, you know, there's um certain generations, astrologically speaking, like their broad, um, you know, span of time, but then there's like sub generations, and I would credit probably the mid 80s to the mid 90s generation with, you know, pushing that forward. Um, And the more that we talk about it, the more we normalize it, you know, many, many years ago, when I first started, you know, I would feel shy about recommending somebody go and see a therapist, I feel kind of like shy. And now it's like, okay, you know, here's my line of psychologists, I feel would be a good fit for you. Um, Go. Um, So a lot of things become, you know, things that may seem avant garde. Become normal, and we absolutely, you know, will be playing a role. And um, we played a role in the Second World War. Um, astrology, right. you know, uh, Hitler had some. Only the ones that told him the the truth said, "Don't do this." They met All right, um, right, right,
0: right. <laughs> well, so, okay, so let's leave it on this. We'll, we'll start <laughs> to kind of close out here. So we are hopefully in this new day, you know, it's not post COVID, but it's it's definitely starting to open back up here right. in the US. Deborah is in Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is in Canada. I know that you guys aren't as open as we are, but do you feel like, is there a larger kind of like energy or in the chart showing that there will be be a close to this and we'll move forward do you there, see there anything be, like
1: that there, there will be a close well this time last year or even earlier i would i said that there'd be a vaccine for covid before the end of 2020 and people thought i was crazy i said no <laughs> there will be a vaccine i know there will be but i said we would still be wearing um you know following certain protocols certain precautions till um march of 2023 um, and people said, like, why we'll have a vaccine? Well, there's all kinds of complex reasons why. So, in certain situations, um, and it depends on the country too, um, you know, where there will be, you know, still wearing, you know, masks and, and, yeah. you know, gathering limits and that type of thing. But um, you know we we will come we will come out of it. It is accelerating a particular energy that has been in place since two thousand eight. Is in play till twenty twenty four about dismantling systems that no longer work for us. Right? Oh, good. It is an accelerating accelerant to that.
0: Okay, great. Well, I yeah. mean, I think that's what we. I mean, if we got to break it down to rebuild it, then you know we definitely need to do that. And I think there have been so many gifts of twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, and the The visibility of that and we can no longer ignore it is one of those. So thank you so much for your insights. I could just talk your ear off for like another 90 minutes. And that's the thing. When you get a session with Deborah, you could just bing, 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 bing. You just start asking questions and you're really incredible. This is definitely your genius. She is one in a million. So I appreciate you taking your very valuable time to share your thoughts with us and everybody who's been on the fence about getting a personalized astrology reading this is your sign. You got to do it. It's what everybody's doing, who is out there. And you're like, they just have all this good luck. And these things keep coming to them. They're in flow.
1: They're working with these energies. They're in flow, in flow, and they're aligned with their, you know, with their, with their own energies, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, they're in alignment. Yeah. And then they pop that by somebody.
0: Wonderful. Well, Deborah, tell us where listeners can find more information and also where they can snag their copy of Gabriel's Great Perhaps.
1: Uh, Gabriel's Great Perhaps, you can find that on Amazon, uh, Amazon amazon.com. And it's, um, I don't have any audio version yet, but that's, uh, that's coming. And um, you know, right now I am fully booked, not taking any appointments. But the 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 schedule will open up the first week of September for November through to January. But there will be workshops offered. I'll be posting about them in July. Uh, they'll be on my Facebook, Instagram under Deborah Young Astrology, and um, yeah. Wonderful. It's always a pleasure. Thanks again. Oh, you're quite welcome. Take good care. Okay.